Get ready for Red-Blooded American Radio. This is the Iron and Lead Podcast. Episode 19 slash Christmas special of the Iron Lead Podcast. There will be probably very little special about it, but it is almost Christmas, so we thought we'd throw that in there. So Boom. that's a thing. Um, you know, we, okay, cool, yeah. So uh, any podcast news tonight, Dave? I don't have any podcast news. Any personal news? You guys got anything going on in your in your lives? Man, little man uh, is sleeping through the night. Oh, really? That's, that's cl- it just turned six months. That's clutch. And we got him going to sleep at like, I'm going to sleep about eight. Wakes up somewhere between seven and eight. He may or may not wake up one time in the middle of the night for you know ten to fifteen minutes of a little. Yeah. But then he goes back to sleep. And um, dude, that's a game changer. No doubt. Man. My 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 one year old had like a fluke regress. Oh no. Yeah. Mm. He's just like, dude, what are you doing? Why are you, what are you doing? Well, we've got like the monitor. Yeah, of course. And so, what we do is like we start crying. We just we turn it off. <laughs> Like, and like we will like I, we'll, we'll set a uh, we'll set like an alarm for like maybe ten minutes or something to just see if he's on his stomach. He can't he can't roll over yet. Like right. he, he can go back to stomach, but he can't go stomach to back. So and we'll check on him, and if he's back to sleep within that time period, which he almost always is, back to sleep within ten minutes, then we turn it back on. Yeah. Jeez, man, I'm. I'm Are you ready? Yeah. Wow, man. It's I've I've had like almost. Uh, you know, six and a half years now of to, to forget. Well, not six, maybe five and a half years to forget that. Yep. So, man, it's going to be all over again. It's so painful, man. And, dude, I said something to Liz. I've told her several times, hey, we need to go ahead and get this surgery scheduled with the old clip, you know? And she's like, nah, let's hold off on that. And I was like, what? Are you crazy? What are you planning? You're thinking more? Hey, just do it anyway. She's like, well, let's just see. Ah, let's see what happens. I'm like, yeah, I know what happens. <laughs> You're Not, fixing to yeah. prove what happens. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, we you know, know what, what I heard? Happens. I heard that, um, and I don't know if this is true or not. Maybe somebody will respond to it. I'm not the brightest, you know, crayon in the box. But I heard that you have to have consent, written consent. Like uh, your wife has to sign as well if you're married. Uh, oh, you do. Yep, yep. I've so heard that as well. The husband and wife have to sign it mm-hmm. for you to for you to get a vasectomy. Yes. But she can tie her own, get like a tubal ligation without the husband's consent. I've heard this. Really? That may not be true. You have to have... I'm just saying, look into it. What if you're... Huh, I never heard of that. <laughs> All right. I was like, what if you're like... What if you're separated? I don't know. Still technically married. See, like I like, said, I, man, I, I don't, I, I don't, don't know. I don't know. Hmm, the first it. part of it. So. Yeah. I'll find, well, eventually, maybe Jay will, Jay will find out. Yeah, maybe so. I mean, I know you can't... <laughs> supposedly, you can't just go do it that day. You have to go in there and have a consultation and then schedule something to come back. I don't think that they'll just like, all right, you know... Let's knock it out right now because, you know, they want you to give it some serious thought. It's almost like a, it's like a waiting period, you know, like on buying a firearm yeah, yeah. or something. You know? <laughs> yeah. Just hand me that out right now. Yeah. Um, Can we just square this up right now? Yeah. We're about but, to, we're going to start trying for number two after yeah, also. the new year. Try to get them knocked out back to back. Yeah. Going back to back. That's smart. You know, I wish Liz wishes we would have done it sooner, but then also, you know, the fact that Layla's going to end up being almost seven years older will, will be helpful as far as, you know, with the young one. Is there a reason y'all waited? Or? No, no, we didn't specifically wait. We ain't been preventing, you know. Yeah. But it, but it took this long, I guess, for some magic to happen. Oh, really? Yeah. Man, wow. 
For seven years, y'all haven't been on any type of nope. nope. Oh, wow. So, yeah, and we're pretty frisky. So, um, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I guess the, the stars aligned or something. Do wow. a lot of coitus interruptus. Oh, man. <laughs> but, uh, Sweet. All right, so. And that's February? March, March. March 19th. Yep, if she goes to term. But, man, she's, uh, I don't know if she'll go that far. You know, um, man, it's. Think he may be a big old dude. I was ten pounds three ounces. Ooh, so that's uh, a huge bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then I this, thought I was big. I was nine fifteen. This kid's getting big, dude. So she, ah, she don't got the beaties, does she? She don't what now? She don't have the beaties, does she? What's that? The, the diabetes? diabetes? Oh, the beaties. Come no, on, man. <laughs> no, she does. The sugars, sugar beaties, <laughs> sugar beaties, sugar beaties. <laughs> that's awesome. How about you, Steve? Anything? <clears throat> no, no. I've right. just been doing a lot of teaching and stuff. Yeah, well, you've been busy. Yeah, always busy. I might get to start working with some, uh, maybe a law enforcement group. Uh, yeah. Teaching some jujitsu for defensive tactics, maybe. It's in the works. I think that would be uh, pretty cool. Me and Steve had a big discussion about that. Yeah, it was helpful. It's definitely needed. You know, uh, just to go on that path for a minute, our, the it's weird, man, how society drives stuff. You know, there's so much outrage now with uh, police shootings when it's one of the one of the uh, the people involved in the altercation or whatever, let's say, you know, the, the criminal, because at the point you're fighting with the police, you became a criminal, sure. regardless of what happened before that. Um, you know, they, they're quite often unarmed, and then they're in, there ends up being some type of shooting. And what we always tell people is, you know, hey, man, there there's always at least one armed party there. You brought a gun to it if you're a police officer. Right. You know what I mean? So it's it, what we've seen is society freaks out when – police end up shooting an unarmed person because they're in a, a fight that escalates to that point. But at the same time, society also has shoved everything in the direction where you're so hands-off when you're dealing with people because sure. society doesn't like for you to put your hands on people that now you've kind of bred into these younger younger dudes that, well, you know, hey, man, I can't fight this guy, you know, or I'm losing this fight or, I, you know, it's to the point now. Does that make sense? Sure, absolutely. So, yeah, it's almost like one of the um, side effects of, you know, society going, no, 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 hands off, hands off, hands off, to when the guy runs out of his hands off weapons yeah. and he gets into a physical altercation, you know, they're like, holy moly, man, this is, I don't have any more options now. Well, so, the biggest problem, too, is there's there's no real training for them that they have, like, tangible tools to use right. in the grappling department. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, the, let's say what the defensive tactics course for a normal police officer is it's like a week is yeah. it even that uh it just depends man I, I think what they try to do at our agency man is they try to drop it in over the entire course of the academy which i don't know how long the academy is it may be 16 weeks maybe 22 weeks i don't know something right. like that maybe longer but i think they try to hit them several times a week for that entire time i think that's how they do it yeah. now mm. instead of just one you know uh focus <clears throat> block in there yeah which i think it's way better to get them a little bit over the course of that duration, you know, so yeah. maybe they retain something. Yeah, because that's not a skill you can lean on if all of a sudden you learned it and then haven't haven't done it ten months from now or yeah. five years, right? Yeah. And you have you to know. get into it. Yeah, maybe even Johnny White Belt over here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, they brought boxing back at our agency. That's good. Yeah, it went away for a while because you know they get mad when you punch people though, man. Yeah. That's a real outrage when you. I mean, looking at the comments on the internet, of course, yeah, but. Of course, yeah. There, I mean, there's a, they're like, well, did he have to punch him? Why couldn't he take him down? Then well, they take him down. They're like, he took him down way too hard. You're like, nah, Jesus, man. Man, it's... What do you want? Well, and I don't think they brought the boxing back to teach guys how to use it against the citizenry, but I sure. think they brought it back 
to give them some more stress during the academy and yeah. get them used to getting punched in the face and yeah. all that kind of stuff. That's you know, good, man. so very cool. But yeah, man, what people don't understand is, man, whenever you got to put your hands on somebody who's wanting to resist, it ain't never going to be pretty, right? You know, I mean, it can't be by its nature. Everybody sees the movie part of it, they're they're like, I just grab them and I flip them. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. This is it gets scrappy <laughs> out here. Quite like, this, right. I mean, if you're watching the videos, there's times where there's like three people uh-huh. trying to get one dude just to put his hand behind his back. Man, yeah. Do you so know the biggest thing about that dude is like they the the thing I see is they never work in unison. You know, it's it's like you train mm-hmm. some defensive tactics. Maybe you do some extra on the side. This guy, he's just he just showed up on scene. He mm-hmm. doesn't know what the shit is going on. You know. And then all of a sudden, you guys are the people aren't working in unison sure. for the common goal. So you got one guy pulling them this way, the other yeah. one pulling them this way, and they're yeah. not. There's no like uh, it, well, it's, streamline, and they may even be working uh, in opposition to each other. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, without realizing it. But the thing too, man, did you see where um, the dude Eric Garner, I think was his name, he was the dude that was selling yeah. Lucy's. He couldn't breathe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 right, right. And they claim that the cop who had him in the in the chokehold, like a rear naked, yeah, the vascular, or, yeah, he called it a seatbelt maneuver or something. They claim that that was uh, the reason that the what is it the um, the medical examiner ruled it a homicide and said that it was due to you know whatever the force the cops were using. We'll come to find out now through an internal disciplinary action for the for I guess NYPD or whatever they got access to the to the uh, autopsy report uh-huh. and he had no damage to his throat, to his uh, larynx, to his He was in horrible shape. He's like 400 pounds. That's what they said. They said that he's he, on borderline cardiovascular collapse anyways. Right. They said that if he would have never scuffled with the cops and just tried to sprint away from there, right. he probably still would have had the medical emergency and right. died because yeah. he was in such poor shape. Yeah. Right. But you remember that became a big slogan and a big like um, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Uh-huh. That was everybody was chanting that and stuff. But it just goes to show you how ridiculous those falsehoods get put out there early, yeah. and then the facts don't matter at all. So here we are, whatever, like I don't know, four years later yeah. or something now, and like the facts are, it proves that the dude had literally no damage to his throat whatsoever. That wouldn't a factor at all, right? You know, the chokehold or whatever. It's just it's well, he, he, it seems like he didn't even have like the he, rear hand on it. He no, just he had didn't. One he had, yeah, he had one in the. But even still, man, if you can if you can do a vascular choke, and I don't know how the policies at each individual um, department works, but dude, you can reset somebody. Like you put a solid choke on them, a couple mm-hmm. seconds, shut them down, right? Cuff them. I mean, it's just like hitting the reset button on. Oh, them. totally. You know, and it and it's an incredibly powerful tool. But most departments have totally gone away from it it's because crazy, society don't like the way it looks. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and it's a kind of a black eye to have that guy, you know, die in the at least questionable surroundings. Like, of, sure. And then having the medical director say, or the medical examiner say that stuff too. Because mm-hmm. most people won't hear this. You know, they won't no, hear the inside they scoop. They already have their they uh, formed opinion an opinion formed, right? Yeah. And so they're they've already moved past it. Yeah, cops killed that guy. Shouldn't have happened. Right. It was for no reason that they did it. Yeah, and if you look at the domino effect, you know, if if the answer there was. If the dude would have never struggled with them, he probably would still be alive. At yeah. least he would have probably not been dead as a result of that encounter, sure. I should say. That's the case for every, everything. Every yeah. police involved shooting or death or whatever is like if you if you had just obeyed the commands of the police officer, taking it taking it up in court, mm-hmm. like nothing would have happened. Absolutely. But, the, but everything happened because you resisted and didn't want to obey commands. 
Crazy. All right. Okay. Uh, question bad. of the night. Oh, question of the night. Yes. Okay. So question of the night. Tonight, uh, Christmas inspired uh, is going to be twofold. Oh, no. Number oh, one, if you guys had to ask Santa for anything mm. right now, what would you ask for? And if you can remember, what's the coolest thing you ever got from Santa growing up? Wait, like we just say anything ever. I mean, I could just be like... A billion dollars, world, world peace, and a trip to Mars. No, he I'm said saying, one thing. You're saying three. I'm <laughs> saying, yeah, yeah. If you could ask Santa for something right now. That'd be like a thing. Yeah, a thing. Or, like, like a gift. Yeah, yeah. Gift. I mean, and I'm t- within the realm of possibility. Okay. You know what I mean? Dude, I already know, man. Okay. I, I could I be like a spaceship those. trip. No. No. Okay. I want one of those um, AR9s, dude. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, a, like an MPX? Like an MPX, yeah, yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're freaking oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah, David's got one. I want a shorty with a can on it. Dude. Dude, that is like. Oh. <laughs> that video is so funny, dude. Dude, man, we had to post that thing. That's dude. the that's best, man. Um, um, okay, cool. All right, yeah. so that's yours. Yeah. Right, yeah. and now what's the coolest thing? Can you remember anything really cool that you got growing up? Man, I uh, I remember I was a tiny little tot, and uh, so my dad was in the Navy, and my mom was stayed at home. So I knew we didn't have a lot of money as a kid, mm-hmm. and my dad bought us this, like, G.I. Joe um, aircraft carrier because mm. he's a Navy guy too. Dude, that was a cool one. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, it's like as big oh, as yeah, long dude. as this table. Yep. And so uh, I remember waking up and not thinking we were going to get much or whatever, <laughs> you know, just normal stuff. And then my dad spent all night long because there was a trillion pieces and a million stickers on it, mm-hmm. which he didn't know he was getting into that gig. And he built it for us. Yeah. So we woke up and had that huge aircraft carrier. G.I. Joe, yes. real American heroes. G.I. Cool. Joe was dead. You betcha, bro. Where were you <laughs> yes. at, David? Did, crap. Did, did you ever seen the... Um, oh, it, It's like the G.I. Joe with the guy doing the voiceovers for him? Yes. Um, yes. Action figure therapy. That's a good one. No. It's something yes. else, though. Hmm. It, it used to be on E-Bombs World. Do you remember oh, E-Bombs? E-Bombs? Oh, Action yeah, figure therapy. Hilarious. I don't think it is, though. When it, he talks about the one guy no, going to the strip the It's strip like a mustache. No, it's like a mustache. No, because it's on... Um, it, it's like the actual G.I. Joe cartoon and the oh, dude's doing yeah, voiceovers yeah, yeah. for it. it. No, uh-uh. I'll have to find it. It's pretty daggone I remember... Uh, I'm going to write a note so we can see it. Sidebar, I... Uh, my favorites were always Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow. That's your ass. Ninja yep. stuff, man. Ninja stuff. It was awesome. And then you remember the bikers that worked for uh, Destro that were part of uh, Cobra Command? Uh-huh. And they were the bikers. They lived in the swamp. They had the ponytail. They were like the renegades. And I remember the like most radical thing was... <laughs> they would brush their teeth with grape soda. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> those dudes. Yeah, dude. Now, now the another they level. Show, now the renegades and the television shows for kids are like, wow, that's really deviant behavior. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what the... Yeah, so Dave, what you got? What would you ask for right now? Man, right now... Um, I'm trying to think. It's, it's kind of a hard one. Um, dude, I... Oh, well, I mean, I would, I would like to go on like... Um, on either a hunting trip or like a, a backpacking oh, night mountain type climbing trip. Did you watch that one I told you about? Nick, I, I, Nick, I, I, Nick, wa- uh, I haven't watched it yet. Nick Kumalatsos or whatever mm-hmm. I told you about it. Check it out. It's 30 minutes. It's I had good. a buddy who just went and summoned, um, oh crap, Mount Baker. Oh yeah, the one you, yeah. Yeah, the, and he was telling me all about it. It sounds pretty cool. Let's do it. I want to do it. Yeah, I'm like for real, if you want to do it, it's next August. I want to do it. September. It was interesting because he said, so that would be, I think that would be cool. I, I got all the guns. Like, I was like, I was like, dig. No, I'm not, not, not a gun. <laughs> not, not dig. I'm just like, I was like, 
any other gun that I get at this point, I'm never going to shoot it. Like, right. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> not, it's okay. Not what I mean. What I mean is like, like I don't need another AR because no, I just, Hey, say no more fam. I have my one AR that I want to get like good at, at competition shooting with. Mm-hmm. So like, as far as like a, like, like, you know, the whole idea is like, if you, it's better to have one gun and yeah. like master it and master that than to have a bunch of different guns. I'm like, Right now, I don't I'm like. I, don't, I haven't even mastered any of my actual guns, so right. I need to need to like actually focus on getting to the range versus just yeah, that's big. That's getting huge. something so, else. So, what Dave would be a cool one that you got in your childhood? Something cool mm. you got? I got a. I was always big into Ninja Turtles, mm-hmm. and I can't remember exactly what it was. But it was like a Ninja Turtles like flying thing, and it was like you know the the thing I asked for. I was like, I don't want anything else but this. And um, I just thought that was the coolest. And I did get an A-team grenade, like, tosser. Like, it was like a beanbag toss, but you threw grenades. Oh, man. (laughs) It was pretty cool. That's cool. Um, Yeah, that was kind of the big big ones. I remember as a kid. What about you? Um, if I was going to ask for something right now, I would probably ask for a Triarch 2011. Ooh. Okay, yeah, 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 I really want one of those, and um, or like a really sweet uh, low power variable optic. I got a couple, but like a really sweet one. Have you seen the um, Leopold Mark Six? That's like one but one to six. Nah, I guess not. I don't know. I, I probably would. I've got a Leopold of one. But I got like the Patrol VXR or something like that, but I haven't seen that one. Have you seen the EOTech, the Voodoo? Mm. It's pretty cool. I think it's a one by six as well, but when you zoom it out, it's first focal plane too, but when you zoom it out to one power, you get to tr- you get a traditional EOTech reticle, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. And then when you zoom it in, it turns into just crosshairs. Pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah. Does it have all the uh, additional like uh, drop? No, it's pretty simple at one power, and then when you dial it in, I think it's just a small crosshairs. I don't think it's like a duplex or anything, oh, yeah, but it's pretty. I don't know. It seems kind of cool. That's It'd pretty be cool. Worth worth checking out. And then um, when I was a kid, man, I don't know. I think um, I kind of have something similar to Steven. I would say this one time I got an AT-AT. You guys remember the AT-AT oh, from yes. Star Wars? Yes. Oh, is that the sword? <clears throat> no, the, no, no, the no, big no. dinosaur-looking thing. That, the, 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 the really, really tall-looking one that was like the robot that they all uh, traveled around okay. in. In okay. the snow world? Yep. Okay. And Luke. <clears throat> they tied his legs yes. up. Yep. <clears throat> okay, I'm with you. So I got an AT-AT and a bunch of Star Wars stuff. That I remember cool. That was super cool. Actually, I, I take, okay. I got a guitar one year for Christmas. Oh, dude. Electric guitar. So let me tell the story. Okay. So <clears throat> my dad had a like a plastic string guitar mm-hmm. and like he pulled it. Out. I mean, I guess he had it when he was like in college or something. He pulled it out and I was in middle school. And I was like, Oh cool guitar. And he had like a little book and I tried to teach myself how to play with the book. And then my school started doing guitar lessons. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh sweet. I'm gonna take guitar lessons. And it was like, this is awesome. I'm gonna learn how to rock and roll. And it was like, rock Mary had a little lamb, little lamb, little lamb. I was like, this kind of sucks. Right. So, I, I, I did it for like a, maybe a, a month or so. And then I was like, this sucks because I don't learn how to play this. And then like out of nowhere, my parents gave me an electric guitar for Christmas. And I was like, this is even cooler. Mary. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I was like gained to max. And then I was like, Mary had a little dance. I know how to play. And then I went over to a buddy's house and he was like, he had a guitar. I was like, you know how to play guitar? I was like, yeah. I was like, play something. And he was playing like 
every riff, like mm-hmm. Smoke on the Water. Oh, he was playing like, um, like Back in Black. He was playing uh, like Sabbath. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it was like all like every every riff that every Iron Man. Yeah, Iron Man. It, it, um, smells like Teen Spirit. And I was like, how do you play that? How did you learn how to play? He's like, oh, dude, um, tabs, man. Just look up tabs. You play everything. And that was like how I got introduced into. See, guitar playing <laughs> dude the thing is man is there's so much access to all this information like youtube now i mean you could learn how to play yeah, anything it, yeah oh yeah and yeah. i i'll admit mind i take it back the coolest thing i ever got was an electric guitar for christmas yeah. i was probably 12 or 13 and i got this court uh, crt which was like sears brand yeah electric and an amp and it had like these push button effects on the guitar like distortion wah wah whatever on the guitar on the guitar yeah <laughs> super like you know yeah. super cheapo but yeah. man i was like super stoked this about it this is the coolest oh yeah and see when i was coming up there there was no internet yeah so the literally the only way you're gonna learn how to play a song is by ear yeah or but go buy a tablet or book book and man they were expensive yeah and um I remember, I think I've told this story before, but my mom took me and got me lessons, guitar lessons. To Eric Martin, shout out to Eric Martin from Martin Music in Memphis. Oh, He's awesome. Cool. And um, I roll in there, man. I'm like 12, 13 years old. Eric's probably 20, and uh, 18 or 20, I guess. And so my mom's like, no, nah, I really wanted to learn classical, and I want him to learn, you know, maybe some flamenco-style things. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just so reading music, you know, just a basic class. And he's like, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. As soon as, as, soon as my mom leaves and shuts the door, he goes, what do you want to learn, kid? I go, uh, crazy train? He's like, let's do it. <laughs> so, oh, I love that, man. I love so, that. Shout out to Eric. That's awesome. So, uh, yeah, man, still a good dude. Still, I, I still know Eric. Uh, he's down on Poplar yeah. by Joe's Liquor. Man, so, our uh, our yeah. parents really there's no loved us. There's no I can't think of any like middle school kid with a guitar that's like I would like to learn how to play classical. <laughs> you may start off with like right. metal and then right. you come back to classical. Yeah, <clears throat> every kid's like, especially during that time period, you're like, I don't. I don't like I, having a bunch of chicks. Right, you know, you're cheering for them, but I do see Eddie Van Halen <laughs> exactly, <laughs> right, exactly, doing <laughs> awesome up, stuff. Man. Yeah. But well, then this is a good opportunity to tell you, call your mom and dad, thank them for all the cool stuff they did for you growing up. That's an excellent true. point. Yep. And see, it's funny because now, you know, buying Christmas presents for my parents, I'm like, I want to get them something cool. Yeah. But I, uh, it's hard to buy Christmas presents for for your for your parents. Well, you know, it sucks too. But they won't tell me what they want, and they just want your time. Yeah. Oh, they'd be like. Some new towels would be nice. I'm right. like, I don't want to give you towels. Well, well tr- your dad's short on underwear. Well, what we're trying to do now is, um, you know, because we get so white noised with so much crap all the time. Yeah. Immediate gratification. Yep. And uh, so, like, Layla, man, she'll get a gazillion toys for Christmas. So, this year, we did, we talked about it. Me and Liz are going to try to do uh, something she needs, mm-hmm. something she wants, something to read. There you go. So we're going to try to keep it to there. It's like just very limited on the toys, like something she'll remember, man, because, dude, she'll get so many toys that it's just she'll forget half sure. of them. Yeah. So well, the, what it's the cool thing is, is, yeah, you'll stick to that if you do, if if Liz does. But the problem is you got a million else. family members. <laughs> oh, they'll do people, it. Exactly. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, you want to just do three? Okay, here's my three also. Oh, and yeah. Like, and everybody's given three. And one of our dramas, is, one, of, one of my biggest stressors is going to New York which is awesome seeing Liz's family 
and trying to figure out a way to pack all the crap yeah, that yeah, we're going to yeah. get back into the truck to bring back home to Tennessee. It's, you it's ship it. No, it's expensive. And the thing is, Layla likes these big, like there's like these tw- like these two foot tall toy gir- dolls or yeah, something. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so of course, if they got a playset, the playset's four feet tall. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, it's just like holy moly. <laughs> so what we got, what we do now is, I've, we've learned each other over the years. I don't even mess with it. Liz goes out there. She takes a look at it and she like plays Tetris and she's like, okay, put this there, put that there, put that there. And somehow she does it, man. And it's I, my job. Yep. I'll get frustrated. Yeah. You're like, ah, screw it. Yeah. Damn she's, it. she's good about, no, 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 we can, we can fit this here and do this. I need a role change. Too. Um, <laughs> yeah. I had a client who said they do, I'm trying to think of what it was. <clears throat> do you have four kids? Just had a, a little baby, but I think they do like one gift from Santa one gift from mom and dad and then like one gift from another sibling. Oh, that's cool. Because it was, they were just like, man, like how do we make this fair right. with like three kids and again, mm-hmm. not like just give them a bajillion toys every every Christmas. <clears throat> right. I think uh, I'm going to talk more about Christmas traditions in a little bit. Awesome. I got a couple. Uh... All right. Well, so badass you know, humans. Badass humans. <laughs> um, so I want to give a shout out to my buddy Luke. Lucas L-U-K a-S-N, and I'm not going to say his last name, but he knows who he is. He's my buddy in Tyler, Texas. Um, I was down there a couple weeks. I was down in November, and uh, Luke was uh, who took care of me all week, and Mike Sachs, who I work for when I go down there, man. He's awesome. Luke is one of his dudes, but uh, Luke is one of my buddies, and uh, he was awesome to hang out with him for the week and get to train with him, and he's just a great, great dude. And uh, Luke actually sent us – this fine bottle of whiskey that we're enjoying tonight. So we'll talk about that in just a second. But Luke is my badass. Awesome. Who do you guys got? Um, so I got a client uh, named Paul. And Paul used to work with me back in the day and just recently came back. So um, one of the things I've been kind of like just processing in my head is like why some people struggle with health and fitness and everything oh, yeah, and kind of um, all that kind of stuff. And Paul is growing up like he his spinal cord got attacked by a virus. He got he got sick, got a virus, spinal cord uh, got somehow got affected by this virus, and he was like partially paralyzed from the waist down, <clears throat> and uh, grew up uh, with that you know going on his whole life. His mom was really not the best influence, like really into like just not living healthy, just eating whatever you wanted, whenever you wanted all the time, not exercising at all. And then, so like, he kind of like had all that. And then he came to me, it was like, you know, pretty heavy dude, uh, with kind of the limitations. It was like, you know, I got just, I got to do something about this. So we trained for a while, always was like a super hard worker, always got after it. And I can't remember, he, you know, he kind of left for a little bit, recently came back. And so, um, he, over the years of like not having any stability in his core because he's got a paralyzed core. Mm-hmm. He, after bending down and doing all this kind of stuff and no kind of core stability, he just, he bent down one day and had a spinal cord injury. Oh man. And he lost even more, uh, um, function like in his waist down. And so, man, like he hasn't been able to work. He's got phantom pains all the time. He's, uh, you know, he just gets exhausted trying to walk because, like, he like he doesn't have any control over his legs. Like, it's it's 
he, like he just tries to lift his legs then it's not, like you just lift your leg up and it, like you watch him trying to lift his leg like two inches and it, it looks like i have a, a hundred pound weight attached or to max it effort. and um but he's been back getting after it <clears throat> trying three days three sorry five days a week and um just like never complains always has a good attitude always puts you know his best effort in and um man i'm just like that's like to have kind of that uh situations you have no control over it'd be so easy for someone to just be like you know woe is me and but he's like you know he hasn't been able to work but he's like man like i realized that i'm in my mid-30s and i'm you know 350 pounds i've got kind of all this crap going on like if i don't do something i'm gonna be stuck with this life forever it's like and I don't want that. Like, I want something more for my life. You know, I, I want to get as much. I may not be able to do everything everyone else can, but, like, I want to get as much out of it as I can. And he's like, I'm, I'm coming back to you, and I'm committed. And so, like, I'm just like, dude, that's so badass. Because, like, I got I got 25-year-olds that. Fully functional. Yeah, bitch mm-hmm. and complain because it, it's a 15-minute drive to the gym, and it's cold outside. Uh-huh. <laughs> Baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> We're going to talk about that, too. <clears throat> Uh, the rape, rapiness rape of the day rape song. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, go ahead, Dave. I'm sorry. But anyways, he's that's not crazy. badass just because he's like, you know, that's his attitude type of stuff. So like, you know, anytime I see someone like bitch and complain, I kind of want to be like, yeah, if this yeah. dude can do it, you can do it. Sure. Right. Well, man, I got two badass humans. I know they uh, both train at the gym. I'm at, at Memphis Junior Jiu Jitsu and both of them are, well, I guess, Jesse James Wallace, he's a he's cool. one of the pros cool there. Guy. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Uh, he got submission of the year um, from the the fight card that or fight show that he's been a, a part of. Very cool. And uh, just out here working these cats with jujitsu stuff, man. And uh, and then my other buddy, I I think I made him a badass human, uh, the redneck ninja Brent Ruffin, <laughs> and he got the KO of the year. Oh, nice. Yeah, Sweet. I think that that was the badass human. I chose about because he was going to do his uh, MMA fight locally. Yeah. And I think in that one, that's the one he head kicked that dude and starched him. And what's the, <clears throat> what's the organization? The, it's uh, Attitude. Attitude, okay. Attitude Fights. Very cool. That's so awesome. Both those dudes out putting in work. Uh, and I think we definitely want to take the opportunity to say uh, condolences to our buddy Dave Ferguson who recently oh, yeah. lost his father, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, damn. And uh, Dave's the owner, one of the owners at Memphis Judo Jiu-Jitsu. Good dude. I went to high school with Dave. Uh, went to college a little bit with Dave. Good dude. And met his dad a couple times. His dad was a super cool dude. Yeah. So uh, many condolences to Dave if he happens to hear this. Good uh-huh. guy. All right. Drink of the night. Drink of the night. <clears throat> Bam. little purple drink. No, this is uh, <laughs> this like is brownish. Jimmy's. It's uh, Jimmy's, and it's the uh, subtitle here is pretty cool, Through Hero's Eyes. It's uh, Jimmy's Texas Straight Bourbon Whiskey. And my buddy Luke gave me this when I was in Tyler, Texas uh, last month. He specifically sent this to the podcast because he wanted us to enjoy it on the air and wanted to sponsor our drink of the night. Cool thing about this is uh, Tyler... Go ahead, I'm sorry. I just say I left my bag at your house. I know, dude. Dang it. Yeah, Luke also uh, got us some cool t-shirts and hey, some koozies. I didn't, though. No, you didn't. You didn't. I meant to, dude, I should have brought it. That's okay. I got to bring your dad's book back, too. Oh, yeah, cool. So, uh, Luke also sent us some t-shirts and koozies and stuff. Super cool of him. Oh. He's a he's a listener of the podcast. But Smith, uh, Tyler 
is the seat of Smith County. And Smith County is a dry county in Texas, I believe, typically. But according to Luke, and I hope I don't screw this up, there's a winery there that's been there for a gazillion years. And because they already had the licenses to make wine and stuff, they were granted the license to make, I think, gin, vodka, and this Texas straight bourbon whiskey. It's quite tasty. I really like it. But I have a question. I always thought like for it to be called bourbon, it had to be bourbon made in, in Kentucky. Kentucky. Does it not? No, I th- maybe it's I the recipe. Know, man. I don't know how that works anymore. I, I, I agree with you. I thought it either had to say uh, Tennessee whiskey or Kentucky bourbon. I'm not sure, but this one says Texas straight bourbon whiskey, and uh, it's pretty cool. I don't know. It's like an ode to their granddad or something, man, because he was cool. an aviator, and it's got his. Uh, his, yeah, it says a bourbon as bold as WW2 torpedo pilot Jimmy Hines. We are honored to name this bourbon Jimmy's, which is synonymous with freedom. Heck That's yeah. That's awesome. Well, it's the thing good. is, is like, like uh, I know the first the first episode, of, I, that Knob Creek we had. Yeah, yeah. Was it rye or what was it? I think it was a rye. Well, I was trying to drink it neat, and uh, I did not. I did not like it. <laughs> like Donna. <laughs> and, a uh, light bluish hue. <laughs> it was a... Yeah, but this is man, and I, I most of the time we like these um, on the rocks. But dude, well, this so we're is, drinking it neat, neat tonight. This is done. We're drinking it neat, and it is quite tasty. I, I really enjoy. It's it. really good. I Cheers, think it's nice. excellent. Cheers, brother. Cheers, Dave. <laughs> Dave, Dave, Dave doing hardcore, <laughs> hardcore in the, in the paint. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah, thanks, Luke. Quite it tasty. Is awesome. Very tasty. I will be getting more when I travel back there. They and only it, make it there, huh? Yeah. Yep. Tell Tyler's them to send a, a few bottles. Tyler is a cool place, and those guys are like family to me. Yeah, well, I'll send them some snaps. <laughs> <laughs> That's money. Oh, J-Bow. right. Oh, is that? Uh-huh. I did not. I didn't catch that. Uh, that Snap- snaps is money? Yeah. Why? I mean, what's the... I don't know, man. I don't make the rules, David. Well, usually there's like some correlation. Okay. Well, what's the etymology? What's the 12? What's 12? Uh, a, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M. N. No, that wouldn't work with it. Like Twelve. What? What is that? Twelve is a, a euphemism. Uh, euphemism. No, or a colloquialism a col- for police. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm not quite certain. Five zero. I'm not heard of that. Twelve. But we know it's a colloquialism for call police. One time. One time. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Because I ain't trying to go back to jail one time. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but I've heard him. Yeah, I've heard him say twelve quite often. Where, where are we going with that? I don't know. Oh, no. All right, they said. <laughs> All right, here we go. They, well, you know, because we were discussing etymology and uh, the the you know the orientation or the beginning of nomenclatures such sure. as twelve or snaps. Snaps. That's what we're going to attempt. That's what it was. Yeah. We're going to attempt to um, decipher some of the vocabulary that's used in this incredible tune. It is. This is from when I was in high school. Uh, this is nineteen ninety three ish. Old ad boy. By a. Uh, by a Canadian gentleman who goes by the moniker Snow, and this is Informer. Is it because so, he's white? I think so. It could be. Yeah. Okay. And he's a Canuck. Okay. So we're nah, going nah, to attempt yeah. to decipher the chorus of this tune. So, Dave, we're going to go from 256 to 316. It will repeat a little bit, but you're going to get the idea. So, I know this is going to be hard. Here we go. All right. That's us, Dave. 
Right. Is that Screech from Saved by the Bell? It kind of looks like him. <laughs> oh, my god. Okay, so I got Informer. I got Informer. I got Licky Boom Boom Down. Licky Boom Licky, Boom Now? I thought he said Lick Your Boom Boom Down. Oh, okay. Lick. I, I lick just, you boom boom down. I thought it was just I lick you boom boom. I lick you boom boom down. I don't know what that means. But that doesn't I mean. Don't, I don't even understand what that means. Doesn't mean anything. But it's I don't not even words. Neither does lick your boom boom down. But, but I kind of if it's you a could sexual see what it was associated connotation. With. He's like I lick instead of licking down up, he goes up down. From seems dangerous. Six to twelve. One would say. <laughs> <laughs> one would say the honey licking maneuver when somebody's choking. Okay, so we got and there's something about the former, government. It's like the former. I got the government. Something, <laughs> my F twelve. He said that in there. I'm pretty sure <laughs> it's because <laughs> he's an informer for the government. I'm assuming he's mad at somebody so who told on him to the to the twelve. He's to the police. He's turning state's evidence. All right, so let's try it okay, again. Just the again. first line here. Okay. okay, right there. So I'm you, informer. You know the government. You know. You, you know. know that I must know me. I go blam. <laughs> is it, you I know go the, blam. I go blam. You know the government. <laughs> oh man. One more. I think he says I go blam like with his gun. And I, he says, <laughs> look at that's a that's a fierce looking gentleman with the John Lennon glasses yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But those look are murdered out. Stupid ass <laughs> shirt, man. Murdered out. <laughs> there you go. He's got a limo tent on them. Yeah. Yeah, it does sound like that. I go like blam. I go blam. You, know, you know some data must know about I'm a blam. It's like, yeah, you know the government. You know the government got a blam. Oh, gosh. It's, I lick your boom boom down. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's, that's it. It's informer, something about the government. I go blam. I lick you boom boom down. <laughs> something about the government. I go blam. I go blam. Something about the government. I'll scrub that. All right. Informer. It's something about the government. I go blam. <laughs> All right, All right. Let's go to the next little, little piece. Government. Samurai. Holy crap! Did he say samurai? <laughs> attack, uh, attacked a man. Did he say attacked a man? Uh, something. I don't. Dude, that was so fast. Attacked right, a man. Try one more time. This is from Canada. He sounds like he's Jamaican. Is bone thugsy fast, dude. Yeah. Attacked a man. Attacked a man. Something about monogram. <laughs> Attacked a man in monogram. He's got a monogram shirt on. Yeah. Dude. Attacked a man in monogram to slope. Uh, uh, snow. Uh, shit, I don't Informer, something about the government. I go blam. I lick your boom boom down. Oh, oh, shit, I forgot that part. I lick your boom boom down. Yeah. I'm going to tell. And then he's like. I just don't see the correlation, though, between being an informant and licking someone's boom-boom down. <laughs> That's hey, my problem is making the, the, sorry for the pop. connection there. Well, I, I, the logic of it, I mean, so you snitched on me. I'm really upset about this, but I, but I would prefer to lick your boom-boom down. Of course. You know, so. Or maybe as you're about to go to jail. And you're going to have to. And you're going to have to. You're going to lick somebody's boom-boom down in there. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah you're, you you're, gonna play. Be, you're gonna be saying, I lick you boom-boom down. I want to get hard. Okay. <laughs> I keep popping. Sorry. That's, uh, a, that's a great movie, too. Oh, it is. Dude. Get hard. All right, here we go. Finish it out. 
Oh, you know the government kills me. You know the government shows me. You know the okay. So that was the beginning. You know the. No, that was the end. But I think it's the same thing. You know the government. Okay, so you know the government shows me. Let me do That was after he attacked a man in monogram. Yeah, yeah. Who is Elaine? You, you know, know the, the government blam. shows me. You know the government shows me. I go blam. Okay, he says so. He's okay. So he says, "Informer, you know the government show me. I go blam." Right? You yep, know yep, the yep. Gov- I, I lick your boom boom down. I lick your boom boom down. Who is some someone uh, somebody someone named Elaine? No, it's like something about a lamb and a monogram. <laughs> Someone, somebody <laughs> named Elaine. Dude, okay. <laughs> I'm willing to commit to... I heard government. That's yeah. I'm, co- I'm willing, willing to, commit to commit to government. Yeah. Government. So you know the government I know that's showed the word. me. You know the government showed me. I go, I go blam. blam. Okay. I lick you boom, boom, down. I lick in... I'll, yeah, I'm licking your boom, boom, down. I lick, yeah, but that's... I know that. It's the rest of it. I have no idea. I feel no like idea. I need to hear the... the Pete, uh, Big Pete uh, cooked, smoked a butt for us. The other night, and, and literally, I, this is a sentence I said to him earlier today before I realized that I go, man, I really enjoyed your butt the other night. He was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I, I was like, whoa. Huh? No, no homo. No. <laughs> I don't think you can say that anymore, Steven. Yeah. I can. I just did it. Okay. <laughs> Here we no go. offense hey, listen, to anyone out there. Eight, eight years from now, I'll probably have to apologize for it. Like the Heisman Trophy winner. Do you see he had to apologize for something he posted when he was 14, said something was gay. Oh, apologize. And then who was oh, the, that, oh, that guy ended up winning the oh no, the Heisman hasn't been announced yet. Oh, maybe he's a candidate. It was like the baseball player. I know who you're talking about. For, no, I, for the record, I didn't say that, nor do I condone that. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> I just said a word. It doesn't uh, mean anything. Yeah, there was a dude I thought he was a baseball player though, they got like he had like a bunch of racist things. Oh no, this wasn't oh, racist. This was like Kevin Hart saying something was uh that that's gay. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Kevin Hart said that. Uh, the comedian dude. Yeah, he tweeted it. Oh, a bunch of years ago. He said, oh, I apologize profusely for it. I wish someone would just be like, okay. Yeah, how many times you got to apologize? This is right. No, I'm not going to apologize for it. Get, get, get over it. That's what he did. Yeah. So he he bailed out of the um, hosting the was it the Grammys or the? Hmm. I can't keep up with this stuff, dude. He did, and he was just like, I'm yeah. not apologizing I'm not, for that yeah. shit. Oh, he's already he's like, dude, I've done it so much. Yeah, yeah. How many more times I have to do this? Get over it. Get over. It. All right, here we go. Ready? Okay. Okay, he's making a gun. I have no idea. He's making a gun mannerism. Yeah, it's the same thing. Oh, I didn't watch it that time. He said, "When did he do the gun?" It's two. It's two little. uh, It's two little lines of a chorus. And the the first one is, "Informer, you you know the government shows me. me, I go go blam. blam, I licky boom boom down." And the next one's like. We need to do the lyrics, lyrics. Monogram shirts. I like the lamb on my... I don't know. Something like that. I duck the man in monogram. He's got a monogram shirt on. What is that? That, He looks ridiculous. This is 93, boys. stupid He looks cool as shit for being... For 93. 93. 93 was stunting. Dude, I was was rocking on a skateboard in 93, boy. Everybody was. Everybody was gleaming the cube. I remember I went to... I I had a... um, I had a... uh, 
Oh, what do you call that? Like a flannel oh, shirt. Okay. So it's like 2014. Did you do the top button? This was like 2000. And, that's that's Chicano stuff. And this would have been like 1999 or something. But I had like a flannel shirt. And then okay. I had like this kind of, I don't know, like multicolored jacket that I tied around my waist. And sure. I had, uh, they weren't Jinkos, but I had like some baggy pants. Uh-huh. And then I went to, uh, went to the, uh, the skating rink, and yeah. I was like, I am this shit right now. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I look I'm awesome. fresh to death. It yes. was like, it was like my favorite, it was like my favorite shirt, my favorite jacket, and my favorite pants all put together. And too. they kind of hung over his, his roller skates a little bit yeah, too. Yeah, oh yeah, that's what's up right to there. Just like let the ladies. My know, mother like, wouldn't I let mean, me have any of those Jinko pants. Yeah, I couldn't have them either. They weren't Jinkos. They weren't. Those were like absurdly baggy. These, oh, yeah, they these were like Wranglers from Sears as. It, but baggy cut, <laughs> baggy cut. Now they all they're all slim cut. That was always oh, good. And I hate that dude. God, dude, me too. Dude, you, if you squat at difficult. all, you can't fit them. Very I can't get in them. Period. Like, I don't fit around my, my hips. Yeah, I, I have to. I, I can't get even a regular cut, like a straight cut. Yeah. I have to get a. I have to get the baggy loose cut. Fit. Yeah, loose with fit. the stretchy. With the stretchy. Um, all right. So just to get us back on track here, this <laughs> this is what we got so far. Informer, something you know about the go- no no something the, about the government you. No, what no, do we no, say? You no, know no. the government showed me, yeah. I go blam. Yeah, you know the government shows me, I go blam. I lick your boom boom down. Attacked a man in monogram snow. Somebody named Elaine. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I said somebody named Elaine. It sounds that like, doesn't rhyme, though. What? Okay. <laughs> That's we pull up the lyrics. <laughs> All right, so are we good? Is that as far as we're taking this? I can't, there's yeah. no way I can get close to that second little line. All right, All right, it's fi- it's 5.15. Are we going to... I got yeah, it. I yeah. got it here. Yeah, Would you like to hear it? I would love to hear it. Okay. So here's what we said. We uh, I just told you. I'll, what they said. Informer, you know, say daddy may snow me, I'll go blame. What? What? A licky boom... All right, so you got it there. Now, what the hell is a licky boom boom down mean? <laughs> Atta- that, yeah. I, I said attacked a man in monogram. He says... Detective man. Detective like, man like detective. says, "Daddy, me snow, me stab someone down the lane." There you go, Elaine. You're you're close though. Oh, okay. No, no lane. A licky boom boom down in four more. You know, say, "Daddy, snow me, I'll go blame." A licky boom boom down. Detective man says, "Daddy, me snow, me stab someone down the lane." <laughs> Lick, what the, I what don't the hell does that, does that mean? mean? That doesn't, I don't know. Okay, I feel so like basically, I'm a little dumber now. So he says he's talking to the informer. He says even dumber. You you know say daddy snow me, I'll go blame. So it, it, so like basically don't informer don't say daddy snow me. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'll snitch. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> so I think he's worried about dude snitching on him. I'll go blame. Uh, the detective blame yeah. says that I daddy stabbed me. somebody down the block. That's what he's saying. The detective. But a licky boom boom down. What the he hell says, is that? You know, say you <laughs> no say daddy snow me. I'll go blame. A licky boom. I'm looking this up right now. A licky boom boom down meaning on Urban Dictionary. This is okay. <laughs> this is not what Daddy Snow says in his hit song Informer. He says a licky boom boom dim. Which means that the informers are ass kissers. <laughs> oh my god! Any Jamaican okay. knows this. Okay, so a so licky, a white Canadian, a white Canadian who has the, the dialect of, and the of a Jamaican. Yeah, yeah. So licky boom boom uh, is an ass licker or an ass kisser. Well, we're, we're pretty. Well, yeah. close we on knew that. that. Yeah, yeah. We got that right. I just felt like that was accurate. A licky boom boom dim. So he 
I'll lick you boom boom damn. So I guess he's saying, yeah, so you're an ass kisser because you told on me uh, and the detective thinks I stabbed somebody. There you go. So another public service uh, from Iron and Lead to all the listeners, we just deciphered that for you. Yeah, so you're now, welcome. The next time you hear the song Snow, you'll probably never hear it again in your life. Never. But <laughs> the album's going I haven't to heard start it using years. a licky boom boom to the people. I, I'm totally. When someone says something, they're just like, being David, like, David, that's a nice shirt. You're just a straight up licky boom I mean, boom. Just, man. You're a little licky boom boom. Quit trying to be a licky boom boom. But, but I, I was just saying, I liked your shirt though. That's. I'm gonna start referring to myself as Daddy Me Snow. Uh, yeah, Daddy Me Snow. Uh, Daddy Me Jabo. Daddy. Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so Daddy Me Jabo down the <laughs> <laughs> I just tore my headphones uh, out of the jack, dude. The hell, man. <laughs> All right, so anyway, that was, uh, yeah. that was decent. That yeah. was very difficult. That was that I was the like that was one the yet, most dude. one, the most difficult God, one. Yeah, man, we were way off, dude. But we were so far off on the bone thugs one too, though. That was pretty. Uh, yeah, that is true. We what, were so far off. What was uh, what? What did we, <laughs> what, what we come up with right out the gate on bone? I had it wrote down. Uh, oh, I don't God, know. man, it was I don't a remember, good dude. one. It was a good That's, one. That one was. A laser came to me. A yeah, laser <laughs> came to me. <laughs> little, li, it's little lazy came yeah, to me. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, don't let's, God, let's not dude, go down that trail again. That was oh, gosh, terrible. Right. Night metal minute. Yes. All right, Steve, you're Love up first. It. That's what's up. So my metal minute is going to be a band called Zero Horizon, and it's I Won't Die. And this is um, pretty emo-y a little bit, but the uh, instrumentals is tough for me. I like them. Dude, that was solid. I, I was worried when you said a little emo, but man, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. dude, the more I listen to it, the more I like it. I like it much. I like it much. Yeah, yeah, I dig the. Uh, I like it when that one. <laughs> I do like it when they actually have someone singing. Yeah, yeah, the melodic. Is it hard? I'm trying to think of who they sound like. I can't think of the band name. Uh, no, no, I'll, it'll come to me at some point, but that's pretty dope. Cool. Yeah, I like it. Cool. I enjoyed that. Dave, you want to go next? I'll go next. Okay. Right. <clears throat> David's is fucking hard, man. So uh, this is Parkway Drive. So this will make Dan very happy. Yes. Because Big Dan. Yep. Big Dan Teague. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's yeah. from uh, uh, Oh Brother War Art. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Now he uh, he's not a very big fan of the emo. <laughs> oh, I know. That's okay. <laughs> but he, he, he let me know. He let Parkway me know. Parkway Drive. He loves Parkway Drive. So anyways, the other day we um. I like Dan. We went to we were downtown for the Christmas party, and uh, we were we were um, at a bar, and they're playing live music. And at first, it was like '90s, right, and 2000s, like alternative. So you had like uh, Blink 182, and you know all that kind of stuff. And then it kind of got a little crappy. Mm. So, anyways, we were like, 
uh, we were like, all right, on the way home, we're going to listen to the entire Parkway Drive album. <laughs> so we just listened to like, this entire album all the way through. And Sweet. If you just want like to rock your face off for you know, 35, 40 minutes, yes. the newest Parkway Drive is the way to do it. So here we go. All this right. is Parkway Drive Pray. Pretty sweet imagery. That was dude, nice. Dude, that is freaking hard, man. That's badass, they're, man. They're like kind of the, they're one of the best bands I've ever heard for just making like really just like epic riffs. Yeah. Like sure. all the riffs, like every single song on this album is just like a riff like that. We're just like, this is freaking awesome. And they're like a bunch of surfer dudes from Australia. That's killer, man. But, I uh, I really like the imagery. It's almost like the Sistine Chapel. Yeah. That's, you yep, know? Yep. Yeah. And dude, if they come, if they come back. You have to go <laughs> see them. They are, I'm down. They are awesome. They, I'm uh, down. The, it's so funny because like when we were at their concert, like you're talking about like a gnarly uh, pit. It was a really gnarly pit, and uh, the um, the they only had like two uh, security like over the over the fence, so mm-hmm. like people just kept getting hurt, and so like they stopped the concert once because it got hurt, and then they went out to. Um, you know, they came back and did their uh, their encore, mm-hmm. and like in the middle of the song, one of the girls that we were with, who's like their first time ever going, uh, her first time ever going to a metal concert, got uh, surfed, crowd surfed over, and then like dropped on her head and like Ooh. knocked out. Oh, oh shoot, geez, man! Yeah, and so they you know kind of like canceling the concert like midway through the through the through the um, encore. They're like, hey guys, we can't do this. People are gonna get hurt. And then they're like, we're like, no. And then I found out like, oh man, like the girl we came with was a person who got hurt. Oh no. Yeah. You're like, yeah, that was and her was, problem. That was her first That's her issue. That was her first uh, metal concert Dave ever. Dave over there like, let's keep it going. It's like who the heck got Dude, hurt? we went to something, man, uh some concert uh at Minglewood and it was uh maybe it was about t- maybe two years ago we had a crazy storm. And all the electricity and like all of Midtown went out. Oh wow! So in the middle of the concert, they shut it down, dude. Whoa. Who was it? Was it I can't concert? remember, dude. Yeah. Dang, that's that's a bummer. And you're just like, oh, like, yeah. oh. do I get my money back? Half my money back? No, dude. Nope. No. Just no such sucks, luck. sucks for you. All right, Jabo. Okay. 
Um, so okay. I want to send a. Sh- this is so bobo of me. Somebody, this is the limits of my social media expertise. Somebody messaged the podcast, and they recommended that we look this band up, and specifically this album. And I was like, okay, hey, I responded back real quick, and then I couldn't find it earlier because I wanted to give a shout-out to that person. So if that was you, please message us back and let us know. Um, we This person recommended Fit for a King, which I was loosely familiar with before, but... He specifically recommended this new album of theirs, Dark Skies. Awesome. Awesome album. I've been listening to it ever since, the entire thing, all the way through. I really, really, it's probably my favorite right now. And um, I don't know, there's a guy in Canada, Daniel M. I'm going to say M is his last name. He recommended... uh, Mondale? Yeah, well, see, I don't want to say his last name. Oh. I'm weird about that. But anyway, yeah. He's not the police. He's not I don't, not know, I don't know, but I try to just, job. you know, try to keep people's privacy. But anywho, yeah, he... uh. He recommended for today to us, which is awesome. Um, but man, I can't remember who did this one. So thank you very much for recommending fit for fit for holy moly, fit for a king, dark skies. Um, and I sent y'all that video, Oblivion. Yeah, yes. tight. Holy, when you watched the video. Oh, I put that on the playlist. But did you watch the video? Oh, I watched it. It was extremely powerful. It's a really cool video. Yeah, like, extremely, dude. Yeah. Like it got me. I was crying after I watched it. Did you cry though? Uh-huh. Yeah, because I think I'm like going a real tear came out. Yeah, oh, big time, dude. I think I'm going through menopause. <laughs> oh man, but uh, man, it was awesome. So, anyways, tonight. Like you're about to be a dad. You saw that whole thing. Yeah, man, dude. Oh, exactly. It hit me, dude. Yeah. Incredible video. If you guys haven't seen it, Oblivion, Christian band, Christian messages. But these cats can rock. Here we go. This is fit for a king engraved. That's hard, man. God, dude. Gnarly. He's doing all that, too. He's doing the high and the growls and the singing. And, And dude, I I watched, because now I'm really into these dudes. 
And uh, I watched some live videos of them. Dude, he can pull it all off live. Oh, wow. Dude, oh, shoot, man. But when he says that, when he comes in with that make me a memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I don't know if you listen to because I'm a big words guy. He's talking, he's talking to God. And he yeah. said, will you reach down? That's pretty powerful. I mean, like, listen to their lyrics and stuff. They got some powerful stuff, Very man. Cool. And uh, so whoever recommended that to us, we definitely want to give you credit. I do. So uh, please hit us back and forgive my stupidity when it comes to social media. I'll talk more about that in a minute. But I do want to definitely, because I know we're running short on time, I definitely want to remind people to check out the Spotify oh, yeah. Iron and Lead Podcast Metal Minutes playlist. Make sure you check that out if you enjoy the songs that we showcase. We're putting stuff on there all the time. And I believe I just added those three. And I want to say that we're up to roughly 300 songs on there now. So nice. when you go to the gym... That's enough to get you through so many lifting oh, sessions. Good yeah. Lord. Plenty. Yeah. Songs. Plenty. Yep, two hundred eighty-seven. I was close. close. That'll melt your face. It will. Yeah, that's the face melter. Yeah, that. I need to start listening to more of that band. Dude, they're sick. That's. They're getting after it. That voice is. Yeah. Killer. Get me fired up. All All right. right. So, Steve, what are we looking at time-wise here? Looking at seventeen thirty. How much time does you have? Forty-five minutes. What about you, Dave? You good for that? Yeah. You guys want to pee pee real quick, or I don't need to pee pee. Do you need a pee pee? If you need a PPJ, but we can take a PP break. But we can take a PP break if you need a PP. Okay, can we? Yes, I need a PP. Okay. All right, I'll do that. <laughs> I'll admit it. Let's uh, reconvene in two to four minutes. All right. Okay, we're back. <laughs> we're back. All J-Bo, up in your ear hole. What topics you've got? I want to talk about some licky boom booms. <laughs> oh, that, uh, no. Um, so I got a couple. We're going to lightning round this because we got about 45 minutes. So I just want to get y'all's general uh, impressions on a couple of topics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. First, uh, something that's been on my mind the last couple of days, I'm going to be very careful how I dance around this, but the pitfalls of social media. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I uh, recently found myself in between, let's just call them two friends, Okay. who those two friends may provide a similar service. and Lawn they, care? Yep. Both of them were in lawn care. Sure. And I didn't realize that sometimes when you share somebody's media that it could be considered an endorsement for them. You know what I mean? Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah and so when it, you do that, you're, you're letting the social media world know that you endorse that product or service, which, you know, I guess could be valid. It could be a valid position that people are like, well, why else would you share it? But you may be sharing it just because you're trying to help your friend out. You know yeah. what I mean? And so, man, what I found is, you know, somebody may send you something and say, hey, will you please share this? I'm trying to build up my followership. Sure, man, I don't have many, but I'll be glad to share it because you're my friend and you provide this service. So, yeah, so when you do that, I didn't realize you have to be careful, you know, because it can be, uh, you don't realize the power or the influence that your voice carries sometimes. to certain. We live in a sensitive society. Yeah, well, and, and I'm not even talking about anybody being sensitive. It's just one of those things where it, I'm just saying you got to be careful. What do you guys think about that? Is it? Are we talking political? Are we talking... Um, no, we're saying, hey, Stephen's my friend, and he cuts lawns. And Dave's my friend, and he cuts lawns. And so Stephen sends me something. He goes, hey, man, I just started a lawn cutting business, you know, and I'm trying to get some followership. And uh, would you please share my post? And I go, yeah, man, you're my friend. No problem. So I share it. And say, hey, man, check out Steven's Lawn Care. And then Dave's like, dude, what the hell are you doing promoting another dude's lawn service? You're supposed to be my friend. Yeah. But <clears throat> in, well, why don't I just the, promote your shit, too? In this instance, 
Dave didn't behave that way. Dave was very gentlemanly and cordial about it. Yeah. He was just curious. Yeah. Hey, dude, why'd you? Well, why'd you why'd you why'd you share his stuff and not my stuff? Yeah, and 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 so Dave and I said, Dave, man, you're my bro. You know, and explain the situation. Dave was like, Hey, man, no problem, no worries whatsoever. Cool, just checking it out. Yeah. But then what you get now is Steve continues to send you stuff. Hey, share this, share this, share this, share this. Yeah. And so now it becomes a point where do I even get to have my own social, do I even get to have my own profile or now I'm just uh, an advertisement? You know what I mean? Like I got to continue to promote this. You see what I'm saying? I see what you're saying, Do you guys ever have to get in that kind of crap? No. Well, I'll tell you this. I don't really because I kind of view my social media as my own advertisement. Mm -hmm. So we don't really... The only stuff I really share on social media for my me personally is typically just like MBS stuff mm-hmm. or the occasional just like shooting video or whatever. Sure. But I don't I don't usually use it to to, to post other stuff. Yeah, and I and and I didn't either. But I uh, was and so I guess naively I just posted something. Yeah, dude. Um, I mean. I would say, is if it's just a one-time thing, like yep. I do a charger thing, cool. But um, you know, unless someone's sponsoring you, you got some type of like paid requirement to, to some post stuff. Like I don't I, like, I'll just be like, man, like I, quite honestly, you know, I, I just be like, I'm gonna run my Facebook or my Instagram, however I choose to. <laughs> you know, right, there's right. a way to yeah. do it diplomatically. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, man, and there's no drama now. It's just what I found, like I said, is. The whole point that I went on that that tirade was you have you don't you have to think about the domino effect of some of the stuff you do, and I just was like, yeah, man, no problem, whatever, sure, I'll share it. I did something like <laughs> I've always joked that like I was gonna make a gym where you weren't allowed to have headphones and you couldn't have a phone. <laughs> yeah, like you just yeah, so like you'd have to interact with everyone around you, and mm-hmm. you'd have to just focus on training. Like mm-hmm. your training couldn't be just you setting up your your tripod and your phone and getting the perfect angles and videoing all your bajillion things to post on Instagram all the time. They yeah, need to know what my my uh, Bulgarian split squat looks like during my hypertrophy <laughs> cycle. They need can, to. Well, every, every rep. Yeah. Well, see, that's uh, yeah, man. Like when I was in Texas, I was shooting. I had this course set up, a pistol course, and it was on lunch, you know. And I was like, I was shot it, and I was burning it up, man. I was like, dude, this, and it was some challenging shots. And uh, one of the the furthest target was probably about 145 ish, and, and I was shooting the whole thing one handed. I'm not being arrogant. I just was I was doing pretty good. I got in the in the in the groove there, and I was like, man, this would be a good video, man. And so I went to film one handed, uh, holding the phone like this, and then shooting it. And I and I tried it three or four times, and every time I would try to clean it again. I was end up dumping five or six rounds at that long target, yeah. and I was like, crap. And so I kept trying to do it clean, and then finally I was like, you know what, dude. This is bullshit. I'm going to sit here and do it until statistically I happen to clean it again. Right. Yeah. And then I'm going to post that one. And I can't stand that shit. So forget it. I scrapped the whole thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. I was like, you know. Well, and I, I go back and forth because like, like, you got to put content out. People want to see you. I doing know. Your thing. And I should have just done the yeah, one yeah. when he's screwing up. But I was like, well, whatever. No, well, dude, like, you get I, somebody, but hey, man, take a look. I, at I mean, I get it if you're like, if you're in the industry and that's what you make your money off. Right. <clears throat> then I believe it's, 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 it's beneficial I mean, because we, we want to put out, we don't put out educational content as a company. I'm just talking yeah. about like the average person just going to the gym to, to train and, you know, to be healthy and fit. will just, when they spend their entire time here 
or wherever, just right. like their focus of their training session is on their content, content that yeah, they're yeah. putting on in- Instagram. <clears throat> and like, it's not how they make their money. Mm-hmm. It's not, they don't have sponsorships. They're not a, they're not a coach. They're none of that stuff, but they'll literally film their entire session and put it out there. I'm just Dude, like, the thing is why, though, is there, here's the problem, but I, people are making mm-hmm. money starting from nothing doing neat shit on the internet yeah, and yep. then they're getting viewers followers <laughs> then they're getting money and so literally like it's creating that no i i i, I get it you and know? it's good for me like i said i kind of battle back and forth because i'm like it's a good thing for me when people post videos from my gym tagging this in it and so right. like i like that and i and i like this i like the like social structure of being like i'm gonna share my videos with my friends and yeah. kind of do that kind of the mentality though the yeah, mentality yeah. bothers you well, no, us. I just, I, I think, I, I think it can lead to a mindset that I think is not necessarily super healthy in the long run or beneficial to other people in the long run. Right. Because what I end up seeing is like a lot of people go, well, I saw this person, I saw this person do it. And then they put their entire journey on social media. So that's inspired me. So mm-hmm. now I'll go and do the same thing. And so the fuel behind the, the fuel behind the, the process almost becomes like the attention mm-hmm. from the social media posts. It's, it's like, Oh, I'm so proud of you. You lost this much weight. Here's my, here's my update pick. And like, that's a good thing. It's a good thing to get like encouragement and motivation. But at the same time, I, I've, I've seen it where people kind of overdo it. And then they kind of get to the point where they're like, okay, well now I've hit a, a I've hit like a, a sticking point or I've kind of gone backwards a little bit or whatever it would be. And then like, they almost struggle to continue to train because like their purpose behind their training was, or, or not the purpose, but uh, their motivation mm. behind the training was the social attention they got. And, and that's kind of my thing. I'm like, if, if this isn't something, something you'd be able to maintain, if your motivation, if your uh, purpose for doing it, isn't something you can maintain from like till the day you die, which I think social attention is probably not one of those things. Mm-hmm. Then that, then maybe we need to kind of re relook at like why we're doing this. Now, if if you're not doing it for that reason and you just you're posting some of that stuff for encouragement or for education or whatever, it's one thing. But I, I've seen a lot of people just kind of like get go down the rabbit hole of like four days a week. They'll go go to the gym for three hours, film everything, set their studio up, out set here. their studio up, <laughs> not talk to anybody. Like they won't talk to anyone. Except to be like, hey, can you film this? Right. And I'm just like, I'm like, I think, I think in the long run, I think fitness needs to be about something else. And I wish people would, I wish people would go to the gym. I wish people would go to the gym and train, even if they couldn't post about it on social media. And I wish they would engage with people at the facility so they could build some relationships and be part of a community as sure. opposed to just plugging the headphones and never talking to anybody. I, I have, I have, th- go ahead, Steven. I'm sorry. Well, no, I mean, that, that was the, one of the biggest differences between MBS and the ATC Fitnesses or the Bartlett Rex is that, you know, when I when immediately when I got here, when Jim brought me here, it was like, they were like, man, what, what, what way do you take it next? And like everybody was talking, communicating yeah. and stuff. And that's when we were in the other uh, yeah. building. And so that was really like, man, this is great. This is yeah. a cool ass environment. Cause the, you know, Mike to Manila was a strong guy, one yeah. of the strong men. You know, he wasn't squatting with us, but he was helping strip yep. weights, and you know, he was just being a part of the uh, the group, and so it was real cool. You yeah, know? and that's the shit I like about Memphis Shoe and Jiu Jitsu, like the yep. being the a part of the community, the culture. Uh, the community. Yeah, dude, yep. it's so yep. great. Yeah, that's that's what I like more about my training now with CrossFit is like 
I, like every time I train, I'm going to be with a group of people. Right. I, I don't, you know, my purpose of that training session is that one hour training session. You know, I don't, I don't have any energy to devote to, to or <laughs> get someone to film me to do anything. Mm-hmm. And, um, <clears throat> and the music just is what the music is. You just kind of got to sure take, to take it as is. I have three points. Uh, number one, I think that, uh, there, there definitely is some pathology there. Probably it's linked to probably narcissism. And and just that, you know, we can't help it. You know, we're all seeking approval. Oh, yeah. And the fact that, you know, just like social media, I mean, you get on there and you do a post and you're checking to see, I got another like, how many likes do I have? Somebody else, oh, that person liked this, you know. And, you know, you get those endorphins released. And I think, you know, there's, I think there's probably not complete negativity out of that, but I think a lot of that is, like you said, it's a falsehood. And so that leads me into, um, an article I read by Jim Wendler not too long ago. I like a lot of his stuff. I like pretty much all his stuff. And um, he said that, you know, when he was out of shape, you know, you get the whole do it for your kids, do it for, you know, uh, for your family. And he's like, that's bullshit. You got to do it for yourself, period. You only. That's the only thing that's going to continue to give you the discipline to continue to do it, you know. And I was like, that's a really good point, you know. So if you're doing it for the followers, if you're doing it for – anything other than just making yourself a better you, yeah. then that's probably going to play out at some point. Yeah. And, um, yeah, cause your kid, when your kids get grown and they're gone, what's the motivation right. then? And then the last thing I would say is, um, uh, well, uh, let's see. So I had that and I did that <laughs> and then, Oh well, yeah. I mean, I had two points. The, uh, no, yeah. Yeah. So the third point was I had two points. No, right. I'm kidding. No. <laughs> um, now the problem man now with the, abundance of information available to us man and i find myself in this too man as you get the pitfalls of because i'm a researcher you get you get so deep in checking this program out well then i saw another program and then i saw this bit of a study and then i saw this that this person i respect said and i think man if you could go back to the 70s where one person gave you a program and that was it like you didn't have the opportunity to go read magazines get on the internet and learn something new right then the analysis paralysis, yeah. and you stuck with that one program, you would probably have way more uh, success. Yeah. But so much information Dude, two weeks, Two weeks of this style, two weeks of this style. Yep. Don't stick with anything. I think, like, the real – if you could, like, be real with people and they say, like, well, what's your goals? And they're like, well, my goal is this. Like, okay, cool. <clears throat> Give it 10 years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Squat heavy every week. For the next 10 years. Right. Give it 10 years. And then, you know, if someone's like, whoa, whoa, what? If you could kind of take the mindset of like, okay, like I'm, this is a 10-year plan versus this is a six-week six plan or a 12-week plan, you kind of realize that like, eh, there's little, those little small like decisions that on the on the, the small scale uh, don't always lead, make that big a difference in the long-term scale. So like meaning like you could probably get to the same place in, in 10 years following any program yeah but the trick is you have to follow that program for 10 years or five years or you know whatever it would be it's like you you can get stronger off of any program or get lean off of any program but you gotta follow it for long enough mm-hmm. that's i just sent out a, a newsletter talking about like the mm. holidays well i talked about how when when i anytime i've struggled or anytime i've, I've had success like the same thing was in place and like when i've had success i've always had to have a goal a plan and a team yeah. So I've had to have a, a specific goal that I was working for, some type of objective measurement that I can kind of make progress towards. I had to have a plan in place, and I had to have a team of accountability to kind of 
help me get that get there. <clears throat> and so, uh, anytime I've not had that, I've either struggled to find success or I've just struggled with motivation or whatever. Yep. And so, I think that's what a lot of people deal with is like they either don't have a specific goal or they don't have a specific plan in place or they're in charge of their own plan instead of just like saying like, you know, you know, I think you got to know kind of where your weak spots are, you know, Mm -hmm. and if your weak spot is accountability or knowledge or whatever, like my weak spot is, is I train at my work. So, you know, in in a place where I have to make a lot of decisions, I have a lot of responsibilities if I take on more decision-making and more responsibilities, I would get is less likely to get done. So I have to have, I have to take those responsibilities, those decision-making processes and give them to someone. So like I train at 12 o'clock, someone does my programming and like, that's, I just, that's what I do. It takes my decision-making out of the process. I don't have to think about when I'm going to work out today. I don't have to think about what I'm going to do today. And there's always going to be someone there to kind of a team for me to kind of, work with sure so um that's kind of and i just think like looking back like i've been working out for two decades i can literally count on like one hand how many days i've missed in in every single year so it hasn't been a lot and like Mm -hmm. going back i'm like how why have i been able to do this and like a a lot of people i've seen either struggle to even get going or get going and they're hardcore for three years and then they just, you know, fall off the planet. And like, to me, I was like, one, I had to have a goal. I had to have a plan. I had to have a team. And I just had to like kind of say to myself, this is my weak points. Like despite being in the industry and having done this for this long, like I too have things that I struggle with and I have to, I can't, I get either addressed you know, I, I've got to just be honest with myself, but like, if I don't put something in place to address that, I'm just, I'm never going to sit there and be like, you know, well, I'll just make it happen type of thing. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, any final yeah. thoughts on that, Stephen? You ready to move to the next yeah, topic? Okay, cool. So the next topic is baby, I'm offended outside. Oh, man. <laughs> so baby, it's date rape outside. So the new thing is baby, it's cold outside. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Classic song. And we'll, we'll look up the lyrics real quick so we don't screw this up. But it's a duet between a man and a woman. And uh, it was made, it's been popular forever, but it was obviously. It was in the 50s or 60s? Yeah, I think it was in the 50s. Or, yeah. And uh, I think uh, it was made a little more famous in the movie Elf. Yes, that's, when, that's why I heard it. Yep, where Will Ferrell was singing it along with uh, whatever that, what's that chick's name? Uh, she's got a great voice. Yeah, I don't know. But, but anyway, yeah. yeah, she's in the bathroom singing it. So. It's a duet, and uh, some of the lyrics are, you know, I really can't stay, but baby, it's cold outside. And so he's trying to convince this lady to stay, to stick around, and she's coming up with a bunch of reasons that she needs to leave. Her mother, her father, uh, what's in this drink. So, she said what's in this drink? Yeah. So it's, it's become known as the date rape song as of late. So I wanted to talk about this, and I mentioned earlier on a break, about injustice collectors, which are people that are looking for to be offended in any situation. How can I be offended here? Uh, so, uh, oh my God, this is gonna we're gonna talk about this dude too. That's awesome. Let's talk about it. But so, baby, it's cold outside. Currently catching a bunch of crap for being a um, part of a tyrannical patriarchy, you know, and furthering men's oppression over women and potentially date raping them. 
So what do you think, Steve? Are you familiar with this song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, have you ever considered the lyrics? <clears throat> well, go back to the lyrics. Looking there, at Debo. the lyrics, I didn't know they said something about what's in this drink. So like she says, maybe just a half a drink more. Put some records on while I pour. Say what's in this drink. Uh, you, you just went past it, Dave. Okay. Oh yeah, right here. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So no cabs to be had out there. So like he's trying to convince her to stay. She's trying to leave. So. <laughs> It's a classic Christmas song, but if you if you look for offense, I think it's easy to find it in almost anything. So what do you guys think? Well, for sure, if you're if if you're just wired to find offense in everything, you'll find offense in everything. Yeah. What's I'll have to show you the video, uh, the BBC video of where they're um, sitting around the round table. It's like the social. It's like this. Um, it's like the uh, social justice warrior therapy. No, they're woke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah woke uh-huh. therapy. Have you seen that? No, it's, it's a funny. Yeah, we it's, posted it's, it. It's therapy for people who can't oh, who, ha- who can't find a way to enjoy anything because they're too woke. Right. <laughs> they're too offended <laughs> by awesome. everything. But um, but I don't know. I mean. Well, you, you, have to take, you, have, for, you have to take the con, like, context of the time. Right, that's what I was sure. going to say. Yep. And like, you know, there's definitely a little bit, this is a, this is during a time where like the relationship for men and women was a little bit different. Right. And I mean, I'm not going to sit there and say like, this guy probably it doesn't sound like you know, he's probably, you know, trying to convince this girl to kind right. of stay. But, um, but is it rape? No, <clears throat> it's not rape. It's not about rape. It's about a guy trying to convince a girl to stay a little bit longer so he can get more time with her and probably make out See with her and eventually probably have sex with her. Oh. But <clears throat> that being said, considering all the lyrics of popular songs right. now that I looked up this is Takeshi Six Nine, I was like, uh-huh. I, like I didn't know who he was, and I heard one of his songs the other day, and like if you've never heard one, there's like it's insane. Oh yeah, oh, it's yeah. like the most offensive lyrics I've ever heard. Yeah, I haven't I haven't listened to it yet. I do think it's unfortunate when you're gonna go to prison and you you have Six Nine on your face. Yes, you know, but that's but, my thing. These but, people are choosing to be offended by this, but. What, okay, so Nicki Minaj is cool. We're not offended by that. Exactly. Right? Taking you know bicycles I mean? and stuff. Yeah, like, and like, such. I mean, yeah. good God. Yeah, I mean, she literally has a song about like having a threesome and riding a dick bicycle <laughs> on Ariana Grande. And yeah. I'm like, I'm like, if you can be offended by by a song, let's let's take the songs that straight up say what they're meant to say. Right. That like like are actually about like treating women like complete so, pieces of sub- meat. So like three six sub- mafia late night tip. Yeah, that's okay. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Instead of like extracting out something like what the potential meaning for this song is, which, like I said, I mean, we can look at it and go, okay, well, yeah, it definitely sounds like uh, they came over. He was like, why don't you stay a little bit longer? And she was like, well, I don't know. And the kind of just, what are people gonna think? That process, right. That they're talking through versus exactly a uh, <laughs> some of these rap lyrics that currently go on right now. They're just like the most offensive things. Yeah, on there's the no misinterpreting some of those. Right. You know? yeah, mean, yeah, they're yeah. pretty pretty blatant. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the one like the politically correct version of this that a dude did? No. He's like he's like it's the same stuff, but he's like, I'll call you an Uber. He's like, <laughs> she's like, what will my dad think? He's like, text him right now. And it's like, you know, he's like trying his hardest to be like, nothing's in place. She's like, say what's in this drink. He's like, nothing but Sprite. You know, <laughs> It's just, I don't know. It, it's, 
I know the pendulum tends to swing a little bit. I don't know. Maybe it did swing all the way to like this incredibly like offensive rape culture, but I, I don't feel like it did. Maybe it did. I don't know. But right. definitely now it has swung in such the other way that I mean, just think about like I was like, God, Lee, man, I can't imagine dating during this time. Oh my God. Oh, pass. Um, Hard which, pass. Which like, and I'm also thinking like I'm so glad we didn't have like Facebook in college, Jeez, and college, and I got text messaging. When I was in in college, and right. you, know, you got you know a hundred text messages a a month, right? So you had to be very limited. And I could bang you know that out. In so it, so it was like it was like you know, uh, thirty cents a piece. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to hang out tonight? What time? Da, 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 you know, like yeah, yeah. like answer this giant questionnaire. Right. Okay, cool. And then we'll talk when we get there. But um, just like the the, the 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 ice you have to walk on, but then later you the ice so you have to walk to do everything. It's kind of I'm I'm sure. It's, and the thing is, is like it's very frustrating for guys. I know, sure, but I think it's also very sh- frustrating for a lot of girls as well who are like, <laughs> and there's a lot of, sh- a lot of shitheads out <laughs> well, there. Well, the the thing is that like the dichotomy of it is there have been women who have been abused in in the situation yeah. where they were trying to leave and weren't able to leave because mm-hmm. the guy was pushy. Yeah, you know, and maybe they got a little bit further. Yeah, but at the same time, like. There are people, and one of the Kavanaugh accusers, since we were talking about Several, Kavanaugh, I think. Two or three now, I think. Have rescinded their yeah. things mm-hmm. that they made it up to yeah. try to step in the way of the uh, thing. Yeah. You're just like. And so all, uh, right. believe, But the default is believe survivors. But now what you did is just water down everybody's uh-huh. proclivity to believe them. Right. right. You know? Anyway, uh, you know, I don't know why I just thought of this, but you guys, do y'all happen to remember Howard Dean? He was a governor in yeah. Vermont. Yeah. Yeah. Ha! <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> We're gonna go to the White House. We're going to <laughs> God, I keep, I keep popping. I'm sorry, but yeah, like they said, that scream ruined his career, dude. Yeah. You have to be so careful now, man, because one little thing, one little mess up, you know, can get you, man. But yeah. anyway, I just wanted to hit that. But just to flow right off of that, because this is a Christmas special. What do you guys just for a couple minutes here? Because we got about 11 minutes left. Favorite Christmas traditions, Dave, hit one or two of them. All right, so we've always, one, um, we've always done like a wake-up Christmas um, casserole. Yeah, dude, my dad does that. My dad and mom. I just, I what, love is, it. what is that? It's just, I mean, it's, we wake up and have a breakfast casserole for oh, Christmas. Eggs, breakfast sausage, casserole. Egg, and cheese. That's my favorite God, thing ever. So God, awesome. so good. With like the croissants or whatever, yeah. biscuits mm-hmm. in there. Biscuits oh, in there, a little cheese, eggs, Ooh. sausage. It's yeah, so we got good. the meats. Mm-hmm. It's so good. And then um, and then, usually the way, way we've done it in the past. Now, granted, that being said, um, Jennifer and I are now kind of like, starting to create our own christmas yeah. traditions so yeah, super cool. uh, but growing up it was it was we'd always go down uh, we'd have our breakfast casserole we'd we'd take all the presents like put them out in front of everyone and like one person would open all their presents oh really and then then like we just kind of take turns everyone would open up all their presents hmm. and then um make an eggnog Ooh, like a good one with bourbon mm-hmm. nice. i'll do a little bourbon a little rum when you were a kid nice. you did bourbon eggnog no, do that. That's my that's my new Christmas tradition. Oh, I'm like the Allens were cool. Parents. My cousin makes it, home makes it, like from homemade. No, that's what I do. Oh, do you no. really? I'll make you guys some. Nice. Yeah. It better be pasteurized. It's uh <laughs> or whatever. The milk is. I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> just kidding. It's it's so good. But now is late, it gluten free? Kind of our new tradition has been like uh, we'll get together. You just go over to, um, one of our parents' houses on Christmas Eve and hang out. And yeah. then it's nice because now 
because both of our parents live in the same town, they all come over to like one 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 person's house, mm-hmm. which is awesome because like all of them come to one person's house. Yeah, we house? don't do two Christmases. That's we don't have good. to do two Thanksgivings. We just all get together at the same We're house. Still on the, super We're still awesome. on the duo. That's great. Yeah. All right, Steve, let's give me a couple. Uh, samesies pretty much with David's. Like, no more uh, samesies. No samesies. <laughs> do you remember that? No more samesies. <laughs> of course there's samesies. I just did it. <laughs> I just did it, but you know, because because I do EMS and stuff, uh, like this, I work Christmas this year. You know, oh, these people out here getting their lives taken. I gotta step in the, you know, <laughs> I just I can't even be serious. Uh, yeah, so, uh, but typically we would do one parent at Christmas Eve and then one mm-hmm. um, Christmas Day, and uh, yeah, and that was real cool. So and then really literally like the same stuff with the Christmas presents, except we would alternate. We wouldn't do everybody just watch one person go that seems silly that that takes a long time that's a lot of, so i mean i've done it where everybody does one uh-huh, and then yeah. we start over again yeah. and over again yeah, like, yeah. yeah but yeah okay so two real quick for me uh old school and then current old school growing up me and my sister uh that my closest sister because we lived together growing up i love all my sisters they're all awesome but my sister that i grew up with we had a gig where in our family uh, when Santa brought presents, because you never know, we may have we may have young listeners, so yep. I want to make sure that we cover that. When Santa would bring the presents, sure. they obviously weren't wrapped. Uh, but he, he's, I know in some families he does wrap them, but in our in our household they were never wrapped. And then all the mom and dad presents were wrapped. So Santa would put the stuff out where you could just see it. And me and my sister had a gig where if I woke up first, I would walk through the living room blindfolded with my hand over my eyes to her (laughs) room to wake her up. So I didn't get any spoiler alerts. And then she would do the same for me if she happened to wake up early. And our gig was we would not go in there to see anything until we had woke the parents up. They had made coffee and all that stuff. Then we come in and get the full surprise. Awesome. So now, uh, the coolest one is when we go to New York, like we'll go to New York next week. Um, and we'll be up outside of Buffalo in the country coolest tradition up there with Liz's family is on Christmas Eve morning I told y'all about this all the men get up and go eat breakfast and then we go prepare all the food for that night nice and the only ladies who are there is uh, or the only lady really is Liz's grandma she's the boss so I know everybody's like oh it's gender exclusion whatever so the women usually go watch a movie while all the dudes go prepare all the food but just so everybody feels comfortable about this, there is still a matriarch who's in charge of everything. Right. So, yeah, but it's a really cool tradition, man. It's neat. They're Italian. We listen to opera and all that stuff, you know, so it's a lot of fun. Awesome. Very cool. But, yeah, man. Yeah, um, I remember coming to, so we, we, all of our, growing up, all of our rooms were upstairs, and then the living room was, like, downstairs to the right. <clears throat> and so, we'd wake up, and, like, our parents would put, like, a piece of tape or something across the top of the stairs, so we, you know, you know, we couldn't break it or you know they would know if we did break it and then um yeah yeah we, yeah, we, we didn't realize you could just you know take it off and put it back on but yeah then we'd come down and like uh our presence would be underneath the tree from our from our like our relatives or whatnot and then santa would like put all the his presence on the fireplace yeah and that was uh and <laughs> i remember one year my parents like stuffed our um our stockings full of like Reese's cups Ooh. and candy and whatnot. It was like it was like Reese's cups, bubble gum, and like and like uh, lip balm or something. And uh, they turned the fireplace on, and so <laughs> it's just like completely melted. So like reached in there, I was like, I was like, all right, oh no, <laughs> just like all these melted Reese's all cups. Right, all right. <laughs> 
Like, whoops. <laughs> Remember the video? I said, all right. All right. No, 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 not all right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Quagmire. <laughs> um, all right, so a couple more minutes here. Uh, let's see. I have, man, I don't even know if I want to get into this, but I'll save that for another time. So uh, give us a sneak peek. Well, the other day I was driving. You know, I live out in the country now, man, so it's really windy. I guess I will tell it very quickly. Um, really windy roads on the way back to civilization. Most of them are double yellow. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know, a lot of hills where it's double yellow line. You can't see what's coming up. Yeah. I mean, the other day I'm driving to work, and uh, this young – I just happened to look over on one of these windy <laughs> roads, man, and literally within about 100 yards is a hill. You cannot see over it. Double yellow line. And I look to my left, and there's a vehicle right pace-to-pace with me, two-lane road. And it's a young girl who's texting, who's decided to jump the double yellow in an no-pass zone to pass me and a couple other cars. And literally, there's a hill right there. And so it was so dangerous. She whoops over in front because I slowed down to let her over, obviously, because I can see the. It's second. not a pissing contest at that point. This God, life no. and death. No, that's yeah, how you right. die. Yeah. yeah, and she's probably late late teens, early twenties. And man, it was kind of one of those deals where you got to strike the lights on. I was going to say, did you light and sirens? So, so let's talk about that. <laughs> yes. So, so she whoops over. So I let her over in front of me, and all I can think is, and I'm sure I'm gonna, you're screwed either way when I tell this story. Somebody will be like, you didn't handle that correctly. Well, I'm on the way. I don't do regular stuff, right? Yeah. And my vehicle is not a regular vehicle. It's equipped with blue lights and stuff, but it, it ain't no regular car. Yeah. So, uh, and I'm on the way to the to the office, and the first thing I'm gonna do is work out. So I'm dressed like this. I'm in gym shorts and a t-shirt and a toboggan. Yeah. So my first impulse was, all right, well I'm gonna stop this lady, and I'm and I'm obviously not gonna write her a citation or anything because I don't even have that stuff. Yeah. But I'm gonna pull up. Oh, and I already see a gray area. So I'm going to pull up and I'm going to roll the window down and be like, hey, listen, you really ought to think about, you know, the outcome of those actions and what's at stake here. You hit somebody head on coming over this hill, blah, 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 blah. So that's my first instinct. Now, let's think about this. In order to do that correctly, I have to get on the radio. Tell them where I'm at, what I'm doing, yada, yada, yada. Right. So what if this is how unfortunate it is in the society we live in now? Look at the way I'm dressed. You know, I'm dressed like I'm going to work out. I'm not in an official outfit. I pull her over in a parking lot. What if she gets her video out? So now I'm thinking down the line, because this is what society's Absolutely. taught me to do. Sure. I'm thinking, no, what's going to end up happening is she won't be able to take me walking, me just pulling up and saying, hey, listen, man, what you did is extremely dangerous. I don't want to see you. or so. I've, we've scraped kids up off these roads before. We don't want to see you hurt somebody else or you get hurt. Please think about what you're doing. That wouldn't happen like that. What would happen was she would get a video of me that would be on Facebook or YouTube, and it would be me dressed like I'm going to the gym, identifying myself as law enforcement, and I'm just thinking what good outcome is going to come of that. So you know what I chose to do? Nothing. Uh, you just you land siren her, and then you don't pull her over. Okay, so then, just, all right, so then let's say no, I don't know. You just freaking did that with a cop right here. Right. So then you know what happens then? I hit my blights and siren at her. She doesn't learn anything. All she knows is, whoa, that was kind of close. But all the people that are in line with me at the red light are going to go. He didn't follow through. Wait, wait, that. wait, that's a cop. Right. Why didn't we just saw that happen? Why didn't he do something? Right. Yeah. Sure. So it's kind of like one of those things you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. And yeah. I was thinking about it. I was like, God, man, me saying something to her right now could be the difference between her life and death at some point. But me saying something to her right now could also be the difference between me getting in trouble, uh-huh. fired. My family's getting... Why would you get in trouble for it? Dude, listen, man. You don't have a a camera in your truck. No, not at all. He doesn't have a body cam. 
All she has to do in 2018 is say he came up, he wasn't in his uniform, right. he assaulted me verbally. Yeah. And it is her word against his. And in the court of public opinion, if that makes headlines, they take hers, believe survivors, every freaking time, dude. You walk up with your cell phone already rolling. That's what I thought, too. However, now I'm walking up there dressed like a jackass in right. some gym clothes, you know, I don't even, you know what? I just you look at all the possible outcomes, and you're like, man, nothing good's gonna come out of this this way, you know. So she turned off, and I kept on rolling. But it's just, I guess the thing, the only reason I brought it up, I shouldn't even tell that story. But the only reason I brought it up is, man, that's the kind of stuff you got to think about nowadays. Something as simple as, man, I need to just roll up here with my window down and go, hey, listen, lady, that's that's incredibly dangerous what you just did and well I'm, think about what if she escalated it what if you pulled her over that's what and i was then thinking she too. goes she starts cussing at you and recording you and now you have to like or, or like what yeah what it, if, and it just starts to escalate now yep. you're in your outfit yep there's just no there's, win there's there, no man. chance to pull up like beside her like on the road and be like honk honk hey look yep but two options there number one don't put the blue lights on yep. i'm just some other civilian she goes Hey, screw you, dude. Well, you know, what's your opinion? Then, then, then that's, I mean, that's just, she says it, and you, you've at least stated, stated the, the truth to her. You have to be so careful, though. Yeah. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. It's just, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a bad situation. It sucks. it sucks. That's just something I was thinking about the other day. I was like, God, man. It's two bad decisions that all depend on, like, the outcome. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, like, you can't, uh, you just got to do whatever you think is right in the situation, though. And if she's receptive, she's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm running so late. Best case scenario. Best case scenario. Best case scenario. But if she escalates Worst case all. scenario, bad stuff could happen. Yeah. You know, so it just sucks, man. You know, if I if I had happened to be in uniform at that point in time, yeah. I, I would have got – I, I would have gone ahead and stopped or got on the radio, all that stuff. But then you think, man, I'm not the – crusader for traffic enforcement out here right. you know all the time what am i you know, it's just it's yeah but something like that is reckless endangerment oh, exactly it, yeah. people die every day from less to you know yeah. decisions than absolutely that. i mean realistically there, there could be a situation where she does that and liz is coming home with Layla that's exactly what i thought because liz travels those roads too mm-hmm. yeah and so in the heat of the moment i'm like god man dude what you know my god what if liz was coming along that time so you know what the only thing i could do is i went home and told liz be extra careful over yep. there you know, yeah, just sucks, man. You yeah. know, it's like you can't. Could you radio in like a description to someone around you? Just yeah, like, maybe. Hey, yep. I got. You know, if you guys see this person, heads up. This person did this. If you come across them, they yeah. May, but do they have to witness it? Do they? Well, have they to you could say just just be a heads up that this person may be driving like a asshole around this area currently. So yeah, yeah if I they mean, want to do that one time, they may be willing to do it for a red light or yeah, speed or whatever. You know, you can. Yeah, but. It's one of those things, I don't get the right answers all the time. Yeah. You know, and at the heat of the moment, I was just like thinking of all the potential outcomes and my brain went through process elimination. You know what? Safest thing here is, you know. What about honking like a mofo? Just, <laughs> just You're she's, an asshole. She's like, Why are you gosh. such an asshole? Yeah. Well, yep. especially if she's passing and she's like this. Oh, it was insane, man. I would just been like, mm, hey, get off the phone. I don't know. That's a tough situation. Tough man. You run her off the road yep. safely. Pit pit maneuver. You pit her. Pit her into a tree. Pit her. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. pit you before you pit someone else yeah. inadvertently. <laughs> All right. Well, to end on a positive note, it is two minutes past when you said you needed to leave. Yeah. I'm gonna put my boy on the spot here, Dave. When when can we expect this thing to air? Because we already got a message today of people that want to know so they can listen on drives. They want to listen to it tomorrow. Uh. Well. 
luckily I have tomorrow morning off work, so I can probably put it out tomorrow morning. How how what how big of a pain in the butt is it to do that? I'm just curious. Depends on what we do for the they say, because <laughs> I got to cut that thing a billion times. Mm. But uh, it usually takes about thirty to forty five minutes of me editing it to, to get it out. So okay. it's well. not it's not too terrible. I said the, the day says I don't always cut them as we listen to them. To, so sometimes I'm just I'm just cutting them just yep. in whatever the time slots will actually fit and just right. put it out. But well, <laughs> send it 55. We hope it's out there for you to listen All to right, tomorrow. Awesome. That's my buddy. Okay, yeah, yeah, I know that dude. Um, yeah, he's Jack awesome. Mug. Yeah, yep. he a Jack. Dude. He, oh, he's a good dude, yep. man. Yep. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, we hope you guys enjoyed it, and uh, we surely did. And the next time we speak to y'all, it'll be a new year, twenty nineteen. So we uh, new year's resolutions. Topic. Oh yeah, here we go. Day, a great time of the year for Dave and for you. Oh yeah, be a lot. Yeah, man. Oh, Mem- sure. Membership's gonna go life. crazy, right? Yeah. All the new year's resolutions. Potentially, we'll see. Potentially, we'll see. Well, we uh, we pray that everyone has an excellent Christmas. That uh, y'all and your families are safe and enjoy it, and just. Uh, God bless y'all. Merry Christmas. Thank y'all for supporting us. You got any last thoughts, Dave? Y'all have a good Christmas, y'all. We love you. Steve-O? Samesies. All right. (laughs) Iron and lead out. out.